0: Sometimes there's a film with one of the most ridiculous premises that you you would not consider watching it. But then you do, and you have a complete surprise as to what you get.
1: what's on second i don't know Zo, third and i mentioned my
2: dear watson what's in the box
1: just what do you think you're doing there? frankly my here i don't give a damn but why male models why so serious i am serious now don't call me sure well nobody's perfect go ahead make my day
0: I've gone from the king of rock and roll to this Old guy in a rest home You
1: were an Elvis impersonator You fell off
0: a stage and broke your hip. Who was it? 20 years ago That's where they took a piece of my brain I got a little bag of sand up there now Jack, President Kennedy was a white man They dyed me this color What we have here at Shady Rest Is an Egyptian soul sucker of some sort Some kind of Bubba Hotep You know, a mummy hiding out Feeding on the sleeping.
2: He can just keep on feeding, on, unless he's finally destroyed.
0: Welcome, everybody, to Pop Culture. I am Scott. I'm Jason.
2: And I'm Monica.
1: And this episode, we are talking about the 2002 masterpiece, Art House Gym. <laughs> by Don Coscarelli, director of such epics as Phantasm. Baba ho based on the short story by Joe R. Lansdale, which is a fantastic short story if you want a good read as well. And we get a film that is just if you pitched it to somebody, they'd be like, can I have some
0: drugs? <laughs> yeah, it was one of the most absurd dust covers I'd ever read, I have to say, in terms of premises and you know saying Elvis in a home with a black JFK and
1: <laughs> trying fight to
0: a say, fight a mummy fight a mummy what what on earth are they trying to do here mm. but I still saw it and you know Bruce Campbell was my selling point to be honest um
1: well I was yeah. when this well this came out in 2002 in America I don't know when it came out here there was it must have been some sort of delay or something because I I saw it at the cinema yeah, I didn't see it at the cinema. Yeah, I, well, I was a Bruce Campbell nut, and it came out on my, whatever year it was, I don't remember, it came out on my birthday, and I went and saw it <laughs> at the cinema. Um, nice. Yeah, I and I friggin' love it. <laughs> I love this movie.
2: Yeah, I, I never heard of it um, prior to when you pitched it. You know, you baited me with the allure of ancient Egypt, Scott, you know, which is the shiny... Um, glint of metal to my inner bagpipe <laughs> and, um, I'm kind of glad that I watched it because I was just I don't know what's going on. Why is the mummy dressed like a cowboy? Oh my God, is a black man and he's like really paranoid about Lyndon
1: B. Johnson. But okay. <laughs> yeah, they this. died be this color.
2: <laughs> it's, it's the most ridiculous premise but it strangely it really works. And uh, yeah, I I thought it was great. It's it's one of the most
1: heartfelt movies like in the in the, the collection of movies that I really love. It's like oddly given the premise of Elvis fighting a mummy, surprisingly sweet in a it it's, is. A, it's a look at, at um like the way we treat the elderly and uh you know, the, like missed opportunities and Things like that.
2: Yeah, it's also quite pensive about, um, as as you said, um, the elderly and um, the value that we place in youth. And also, it's a story about dignity. And yeah, um, yeah it it has and, a and, 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 like art.
1: and and death and like what and you know you're, you you know that the end's coming. But...
2: Yeah, a- absolutely.
1: At, at the hands of a mummy.
2: <laughs> yeah, via soul sucking.
1: Through the anus.
2: Yes, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> the most sensible of locations. <laughs> it's
1: where the soul is located.
2: Obviously.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um, that the cover of humour and absurdity definitely makes it, I think, actually a little bit more poignant than usual as well because uh, Bruce Campbell really understates the acting as Elvis, I have to say. It's, he's not hamming it up incredibly in his reactions to things. And um, he does seem to come across as this genuinely sort of, I guess, slightly saddened and um, version of Elvis who is there more reflecting on, as you said, uh, life and death and then also just that dignified idea of getting old and what it all means for people. Uh, as he watches everyone else's reactions around them and uh, takes it upon himself to protect them. Yeah. 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 So,
2: and it's, he's probably the best um, interpretation of Elvis that I've seen on the screen. <laughs>
1: <You> <laughs> it's really it on, good. <laughs> with Kurt Russell's not bad.
2: Yeah. Also, um, <laughs> Angry Elvis from um, Walk Hard, <laughs> the Dewey <Cox> story.
1: <laughs> have you seen um oh it's a good elvis movie um oh elvis and nixon i think it's oh yeah
0: yeah michael shannon as elvis yep
2: oh
1: you sold
0: me (laughs) yeah that's quite good that one (laughs) is that's a good movie but now we're talking about elvis and not Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it shows how well he, he portrays it and really bizarre bit where he's playing both elvises like the impersonator of elvis and elvis and and that's just (laughs) (laughs) he's really good he he actually shows enough difference between them to just be convincing and um sebastian half yeah
2: Yeah, that (laughs) melted my brain it was so meta you know you have elvis meeting this impersonator to play and portray the real elvis while he goes Along with his life being an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> so there's still something about the persona, the stage presence that he can't quite let go of. Or <laughs>
0: well, is the only thing he knew how to do? Yeah. That's be. how he says. He goes, I only knew how to be me, you know? And so impersonating <laughs> me was the perfect job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, has the problem of True. the other. Impersonated dying (laughs) dying. as Elvis, yeah, and
1: then losing losing the contract in a barbecue accident, yeah,
0: (laughs) by a propane, (laughs) (laughs) but it's got some really uh unusual mixes of horror approaches, too. You know, and and the horror is not about suspense for uh, you know, someone's about to die. I mean, that that's in there, of course, but there's those moments where he's just sort of watching. The nursing home life go by and it's done in this weird oh, this time, time lapse but mm-hmm. with cut frames and stuff you expect from horror films more than anything but it, yeah. it get added that weight to you know i'm just watching this time go by and well, I getting guess the old horror, the horror yeah. of a nursing home and yeah, it's, it's
1: not a, it's not a nice nursing home either it's not like no, um, it's not. and it, you also
2: i get you know people might also experience those sorts of things in times where you know um uh, tons of duress, you know, um, nursing homes, hospitals, those sorts of places. Yeah. It gives you a lot of time for reflection and everything almost is in this weird choppy fast forward kind of pace and you feel like life is just passing by you. And that's
1: horrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost the, the situation, like, his life is almost more frightening than a mummy. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: yeah, mummy's nothing. Why not, that. why not
1: go fight it? <laughs> mm. um, I, yeah, the humour is... Great, like I really like some of the jokes, like where he's like talking about the size of the bug. that's <laughs> the size of, the <laughs> <fish> <laughs> of a peanut butter banana sandwich.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's his
1: this is unit of measurement. Yes, <laughs> of course it would be. Yeah, it's like really funny, and then it gets, and then you know when he goes to fight the mummy and he gets the mm. the, the, the spell. Yeah. Shit, it doesn't even rhyme good. Yeah, it doesn't even rhyme good. <laughs> and like the sweet sort of friendship between him and um Ozzie Davis's uh, mm. JFK. Yeah. Is really beautiful as well.
2: Yeah, oh God, that that JFK character, that was just nuts.
1: <laughs> but only someone that's nuts. like <laughs> to get to get someone as like amazing as Ozzy Davis. To...
2: <laughs> Completely. And you know, fully committed. He's betraying yeah. the J-
1: the JFK that we get. <laughs> like this is the guy who read like Malcolm X's eulogy. Like this is a, an amazing actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and like commits to it a hundred percent. Like the absurdity of it. Like my brain's in a jar. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Ask not what you can do for your nursing home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and then the mummy mummy itself is kind of this fun, quirky, weird thing in its cowboy outfit that it stole from somebody. I kind of
2: feel the mummy's a little bit sort of tacked on at the end as a bit of an afterthought. Like, I think maybe even without uh, the mummy with the horror element, you could have maybe done something else with the movie.
0: Yeah, I think the, the showing of the actual monster showed its budget. Yeah, that's uh, Oh yeah, it's, which it, which it, which was sort of a shame because so much of it's done so well. Yeah. Um because like, I know the only only they
1: only had one hallway.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh look, you can tell by,
1: it's, it's really like yeah. they've done a pretty good job mm-hmm. to try and make it
0: look more than it is. Oh yeah. But it's also the location and concept allows you to be just in this yeah. one spot. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I just uh, I think that's the only bit that sort of grated for me was The Mummy itself as a monster and mm. um when you're actually seeing it. And I think the budget was, uh what was it? Um, I think the director said they didn't use any Elvis music on purpose because if they just didn't couldn't afford it one, yeah. they couldn't afford it. <laughs>
1: they, they wouldn't have been able to do the movie. Yeah, that's so. why the, the Brian Tyler guitar riffs that are kind of elvis E, but not elvis oh, really, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Elvis
1: adjacent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I I really appreciate Don Coscarelli's. Like, I like Phantasm, and he um he did another adaptation of a Joe R. Lansdale short story, which was Incident on and Off a Mountain Road. If you want a really good short horror story, wow, he did an amazing job doing it. So um, there's something to be said of I think Lansdale's really weird stories, and then yet someone is kind of crazy as Coscarelli to make it.
2: Hmm. Yeah, for sure.
1: That works. There's something about it that works, I'm 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 disappointed that the sequel never got put together. Whoa, what? Sorry, <laughs> your ringtone. That's my ringtone. That's yes, fantastic. <laughs> um, and I would oh, expect something. Have to that. mute it. <laughs> um, what was? This? Yeah, so this the the or the prequel was meant to be Elvis fights Dracula. Of course it was. And, oh, okay. um, and uh, Paul Giamatti was cast as Colonel Parker. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all going well. And they just, um, Campbell and Coscarelli just kept fighting over the script. Campbell said it wasn't good enough to live up to the first film. And they just kept changing it and changing it and changing
0: it. And eventually they all gave up.
2: Oh, that's a
1: shame.
0: Yeah. Oh, missed opportunities. Would have hmm. been fantastic. <laughs> a different movie, Elvis fights a different monster.
2: <laughs> we have a television series where he fights the monster of the week. I love oh. the Empire Slayer! Could you imagine that Elvis is the chosen one? Yeah, yeah. Elvis fights a werewolf. That'd be sick.
1: Yeah, exactly. Someone
2: called Seth Green. <laughs> it's
1: Kung Fu Man. <laughs> 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 the two, two kinds of people know it: Batman and the king. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Mm. Elvis, what a character. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the strength of the myth as well, is like the, the sort of reverence placed on Elvis as a musician and as sort of a pop culture icon in, of, of his own standing.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and um, not to mention as well the inclusion of JFK and the own mythos around his life and also his death. Both of these people have conspiracy theories that you know they did not actually die when you know it was reported that they had. So yeah,
0: well, essentially they're both um, almost mythological characters in themselves now because when you oh, look at passion. when you look at everything surrounding their lives or their deaths, it, it takes on a lot more than your normal person, that's for sure. And even uh, normal celebrities, I mean, Elvis. Larger than
2: one. life,
0: yeah. Yeah, He's he takes it way beyond just the music. It's a character in himself and a life that was led to excess, obviously. yeah. Yes. And then JFK, all the conspiracy stuff. So it's mm. mythological in itself. Mm. Yeah. And the just modern. blends them together in this
1: strange story that, you know, as a, and the pitch is absurd, but when you watch it, it's a very good film.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what a hidden gem.
1: <laughs> yeah. I thoroughly recommend The Man Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot, also as one of those movies that might uh, surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> That's your next pick, isn't it? <laughs> it, it, might, it might be. No, sincerely, it's like the sillier the premise, the better the film. The Man Who Killed yeah. Hitler and then Bigfoot with Sam Elliott. Magic.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay. Sam Elliott's involved. Okay. Now I'm interested. Sam Elliott
1: killed Hitler and then Bigfoot.
2: (laughs) First, you had my interest. Now you have my attention.
1: (laughs) What a great segue into what our next episode is about. Mm. Thank you guys so much for listening to this
0: episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. I've been Jason.
2: And I'm still Monica.
1: Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Sauter. The clip for this week's show was the trailer for Baba Hotep, and the song at the end was The King's Highway from the Baba Hotep soundtrack. If you're enjoying the show, please, I invite you to jump on the Apple podcast and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod on Twitter at popcultureau, and we are also available on Instagram. And please, guys, let us know your cult classic submissions and we will review them.